of them cannon in front of them volley <laughs> and thunder <laughs> rafael de la ghetto is that you he came through me <laughs> welcome rafael de la ghetto to another edition of the jigsaw podcast i am joshua de la ghetto <laughs> and i am brian i am who i am here yeah, I, oh, <laughs> I gotta oh, think of a name oh, mighty god <laughs> And this is another episode of the Jigsaw Podcast. <laughs> we are your black brothers. Um, we are. We are your black brothers on Cinco de Mayo. We, we black. We not Mexican. We black. We are hermanos. Hermanos for Cinco de Mayo. Oh, yeah, hermanos. We hermanos. are your negro de hermanos. <laughs> Negrito hermanos. de Mayo. That is the 5th of May. La, 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 bam, ba. This is the podcast. <laughs> so we, the black brothers, the negros, the negros de hermanos, talk about all the things. We talk about um, the el perros, the, the, <laughs> the prezos. <laughs> That's so the, pro- the productivity tito and the pump and circumstance so of being El Negro in uh, um, uh, America's Dead Unidas. <laughs> Brian, <laughs> como estas? <laughs> uh, it's a great day to be black. I don't know what that means in Spanish. Um, I'll probably do the Google translation and see what it says. Uh, de black. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see here. Google translate. Translate. All right. Let's see. You keep talking. I'm, I'm gonna figure out what it is. Okay. Well, I'm doing well. It is Cinco de Mayo. This is not Mexican Independence Day for all you co- uh, cultural appropriators out there. Um, this is the celebration of of the Mexican Army defeating the Battle of Puebla or Pueblo. Um, it was it was a a, 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 they won. They had won a battle. They hadn't quite won the war yet. But either way, we celebrate it here in America. They don't celebrate it as hard in Mexico. But just like America does what America does, we steal stuff and, you know. <laughs> it is what it is. We make it, we kind of make it ours. But anyway, today is the day where, that we're recording that. Um, Brian, do you have any friends? Maybe that's one of your Mexican high school classmates texting that's you right texting now. Right now. Um, it's actually and my Jose my said, wife. bro. <laughs> Shout us out. Shout, shout, out, shout out Pomona High. Pomona High. Stand up. <laughs> All the Latino brothers and sisters. And I found my translation. All right. So it's, Es un gran día para ser negro. Mm, so that's that's great. a lot. It's a great day to be black. It's el um, bueno del día de black. Is what, I'm, <laughs> is what I'm going to say. Oh, man. What's going on with you, bro? Man, it's uh, it's always a great day to be black, man. Um, it's we're almost here at the end of the week. Thank God, it's been the longest week of of weeks. How was your day? Mm-hmm. It was oof. I'm gonna ask how my day was in public. Um, being the only black person it in was, the whole company. Ooh, that's always. I'm tired of wearing that cape, but I tell you, mm-hmm. like I said before, if I woke up white, I would be in a manic depression. <laughs> um. <laughs> So yeah, no, my day was okay. I'm tired. I'm here. I'm pressing through. I've been up since four, 
four fifteen a.m. because I'm determined not to have a dad bod and be fine in these streets. Um, city boy, somewhere out the hoeing. <laughs> it's, what right. it's, what, it's what I'm aiming for. It's yes, what I am aiming for. What is a city boy outfit for the summer? Like, what is the wardrobe for a city boy for a summer? Oh, fast shorts and tank tops. Okay. Go necklace. Jays. Go, go necklace. Jays. <laughs> I, I, listen, I know. That, that, that was really quick. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that was really quick. You're yeah, really, you prepared for that. I've been in training. <laughs> Skies out, thighs out, brother. Suns out, guns out. We get all listen, the things. Listen, all the things. We had an extended cupping season. Summer was canceled last year, so here, here we are. Here we here we are. Here we are. Um. So, bro, um, did you do anything with Cinco de Mayo? Were you chilling? I think didn't didn't y'all company send y'all like um margarita in a bottle or something for for a holiday or a random happy hour or something y'all did. <sighs> They did. I think after the company I work for, they 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 care about our our well being. Um, yes, four twenty was for the ganja, Cinco de Mayo was for the alcoholic. <laughs> it is, you know. Um, the yeah, back in the day, they sent us like some um, some margarita drinks and some cookies and stuff like that. I was on Christmas. Um, they hooked us up. We had a Christmas cookies. party in Zoom. It was cookies and hornitos, margarita stuff, and it was a great time. Our company's always sending us random like. Snacks and cookies and treats and stuff like that because you know it is what it is. They don't want y'all to have great bodies. They don't all the all this stuff. They don't. But uh did you get anything to, you know, any libations for Cinco or chips or salsa or Oh, we so we moved Taco Tuesday to Wednesday. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, so it was wedge salad Wednesday. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I just said it because it was a devil. It was a W's. <laughs> but no, we did tacos and stuff, you know, today. You know, I guess I was gonna do it yesterday, but I was like, you know what? In case somebody invites me and nobody invited me <laughs> anywhere <laughs> on Cinco de Mayo, I said I'm gonna save this. So since I'm not loved enough to have been invited anywhere, I had my own tacos and I drank my own sprite. We didn't. I didn't do anything Mexican-ish today. Like I ain't nothing. None of the. And things. you grew up in California, so I'm really disappointed in you. I am. I. I. I You're I'm abandoning off- your melting pot heritage. I am. I did like nothing. Like not a not a chimichanga, not a taco, not a burrito, none of the things. Not a tamale. Not a tamale. You know, in Memphis, we get hot tamales. We put chili on them, and That's jalapeno you- peppers, and some Fritos on the side. <laughs> <laughs> on the side of a hot tamale, <laughs> Reverend, that thing be good. <laughs> yeah, I do tamale with chili on it, with some sour cream, cheese, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't had a good, I haven't had a good tamale in a long see, time. See, some of the barbecue shops in Memphis sold tamales. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah you, you got, got, Do you have a Latina culture in, in Memphis? Not, um, not like a significant one. There's like pockets where it's a larger concentration of them, mm-hmm. but not like a huge, like robust Latino culture. But um, I think it was just one of those things, you know, Memphis, you know, you go to the hood restaurants and they mm-hmm. have like pork chop sandwiches and like all kinds. I oh, think yeah. somebody decided, you know what? <laughs> we going to sell some hot tamales. And it was just <laughs> <laughs> what it was. And I remember we didn't have this often at all. Maybe once or twice a year, my mama would get some, bring them home, get some chili. Pulled on top of those jokers. Kill. Fritos on the side. It was just the thing that went with. It was almost like a Frito pie, but with tamales. Yeah, so, that makes sense. Yeah. That my was mom the thing. That. My mom used to, I don't know where she got them from, but she used to bring home like a big old pan of tamales. <laughs> and we were crushing them for like a couple of days, just tamales. Mm. 
I got to I gotta let Josh and Jaden taste the tamale. Has Brooklyn had a tamale? Oh, no. She hasn't had a tamale. Brooklyn hasn't had a lot of stuff yet. Like, um, Luckily, I think we're going to California. Well, we are going to California. Not luckily. We, not hopefully. We are going to California soon. I'll probably we'll talk about that on a later podcast. But hopefully, she'll be tasting all of the, you know, I'm going to put her in the culture. You know, let okay. her know what what it is. You know, I might dress her in blue just for Crip life. You know, all the take, all the all the take stuff. take about the dunes too. <laughs> I, I will. <laughs> I take about the dunes <laughs> where Issa used to live. And, take about the dunes <laughs> and say, "I want better for you, baby." You tell her just like that. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be staying. You won't be. We won't be sitting on no couch on the curb out here like this. <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh No 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 not at, at all. Oh man. Uh, question for you. Yeah, I know we talked about it last week in the video, but I'm gonna ask you mm-hmm. right up here, right up front. Okay, did you listen to the uh, Jay Z Nas collab? I did, and just like I said last week, I think it was disappointing in terms of okay. what I thought. Disappointing it in be. terms of what it should have been, or disappointing because you thought it was a whack song. Uh, it, I wouldn't say it's a whack song. I just think Jay Z probably could have redid his verse. Okay. Um, I think Nas's verse was nice. Um, the song was okay. It was. It, I'm, I guess to me, let me see. I'm, I think the standard I uphold them to is so high. Mm-hmm. It was a good song, right? It's not a bad song. It's not a bad song. It's a good song. It's just the fact of like, I think Nas really like came with it, and like Jay Z just say, you know, what? I'm gonna just give y'all what I give y'all. But would you argue to say that Nas has more to prove? Uh, I think I can believe that. I can see Nas being like, oh, Jay Z is gonna be on this record, bet. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I could, but I could see Jay Z being like, oh, "I'm rich," so but they're both rich. But I see Jay Z being like, "You know what? I'm gonna give Nas y'all." Nas ain't I'm gonna got no y'all. Sean Carter murder. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Nah. Mm. <laughs> Nas is like is a multi multi millionaire, but he don't have that like he ain't a, a billionaire. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I think, but I, it even like varying styles. Like Nas writes, mm. Jay Z just spits. And on this song, it just seems like you can kind of tell, like that just Jay Z was just spitting. Like I think his punchlines, his metaphors were kind of off on this one. But, you know, you know I, I, I was about to say I actually appreciated the whole like that was a B, got a B, can't forget about the other B, and then Beyonce's voice came. You know, maybe it's the trap music, the future Migos and me, but I like the whole rhyme and the same thing with the same <laughs> thing. That that was the one part I did appreciate. That was like a stunt within itself. Um, but you know, I hear you. I I think I don't know what I expected, but I did expect something. I don't know. I maybe I don't know what I, I don't know what I expected, but that wasn't it. But it wasn't a bad song. Um, but that's What'd not you, what we're that's not what we're doing. What was you about to ask? I was. What you think about the whole album? Oof. I was just about to say we're not here to discuss the album, but I'll get into it. <laughs> the album itself can go in the trash. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I want to welcome Cardi B to being a real rapper. I heard she actually zoned in and wrote this, you know, her music, her verses mm-hmm. for this 24 one. hours. And um, she actually did okay. It was a solid, solid song. Um, the Meg, the baby joint was pretty okay. It's like one I, or I two like that's that on there. That's mm-hmm. okay. But in terms of replay value, I downloaded it and then deleted it from my library. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sorry, Cali Khaled. It's a no for me, fam. But staying on music, I have the song of the week. All right. I'm looking forward to it. It's a relatively new song, but it is an instant classic. And um, I'm here. Are you you in good voice? Are you singing it or are you going to play it? Oh, I'm going to sing it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to sing it. Okay. (laughs) It goes a little something like this. Mm, What you doing? (laughs) Where are you Uh at? 
Oh, you got uh-huh. planes. Don't say that. I'm sipping wine in a row. I look too good to be alone. Ooh, my house Ooh. clean, my pool warm, just shade, smooth like a newborn. We should be dancing, romancing uh, in uh. the east wing and the west wing of this mansion. What's happening? I ain't playing no games. Every word that I say is coming straight from my heart. So if you try to lay in these arms, I'ma leave the door open. I'ma leave the door open. That is um leave the door open. Uh-huh. By Silk Sonic. Okay. And they need to drop another song. And they drop a song. If you feel the way I feel, like you like I want you tonight, baby. <laughs> Tell me that you're coming through. Oh, and the words of Anderson Park. That's the one right there. He loved la, that. La, la. He loved that. Woo. La, 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 la. I'm waiting, waiting, waiting on you. Such a good song. Great Such song. a good song. That is um, Leave the Door Open by Silk Sonic, um, better known as Anderson Park. Bruno Mars and some of his hooligans. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I thought it was appropriate, specifically when he said, just shave, smooth like a newborn. Because okay. <laughs> I'm just shave, smooth like a newborn. <laughs> i let you interpret whatever that means for your life. You ready to get into the show? <laughs> I- I'm ready. <laughs> Let's get into the Blessing Report. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Talk about some black excellence. Let's yes, sir. All right, we're here at the Bless Up Report where we shout out and bless up black folks doing great black things. Hallelujah! Oh, all right, out of the uh, butt or out of the belly. I just thought if we're gonna do have a Bless Up Report, we might as well bless him. (laughs) (laughs) Praise is commonly for the upright. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to bless up someone who has a good, strong black name. All right. You know, we love a good, strong black name here on the pod. We love one. Yeah. So the name is Sarah Lynn. Oh, yeah. She's somebody, grandma. (laughs) Sarah Lynn Davis. Seagull by CJ. CJ is her nickname. She can well. She might not be old, this, but she's got an old name. Because she go, but she said, "Don't call Sarah me Sarah Lynn. Don't call me Sarah Lynn. Sarah Lynn. Sarah Lynn. Sarah Lynn. Sarah Lynn. All right. So Sarah Lynn C. J. Davis is the first woman police chief of Memphis. So let me give you a quick breakdown of who she is and where she's from. The Memphis gangsta walk on them, Josh. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sounds like a good time. Um, okay, so Sarah Lean, uh, 35-year police veteran and current police chief in Durham, will be the first woman to lead the police department in its 194-year history. So there, she's from currently in Durham right now, but she's going to be going to Memphis. Uh, and before Davis was the chief in Durham, she was actually with the Atlanta Police Department for over 30 years. That's a long time being in Atlanta, going to Durham, a small town. Uh, but now Davis, um, 
was the Memphis Mayor Jim Strickland's pick for chief from among eight finalists to replace the retired MPD director Michael Rawlings. So as you can tell, the title will be changing from director to police chief with Rawlings departure. So they're doing some reorganization there, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And Davis is the first leader of the Memphis Police Department from outside the ranks in 38 years. So it's interesting that they're doing this. They're bringing an outsider who has a great background in terms of being in Atlanta, then going to Durham, and now she's going to Memphis. So it sounds pretty exciting. Before I close up with the blessed report, Josh, what is the policing Yo. looking like in uh, Memphis? You know, policing in Memphis isn't perfect. You know, I haven't lived in Memphis for real, for real since 2007. Um, but I do know that a lot of the tensions, there's tension between the community and the and the police. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But Memphis is like 65% black. A lot okay. of the police force there is also black. That's good. So, I mean, there was an incident um, a few years ago when a, a young person got shot and was, you know, fatally killed. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know that there's been any like major, major incidents that I can recall. Um, I do know that there is a I mean, there's love hate relationship with the police everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm not to say that Memphis is this utopia, but imagine yeah. kind of how Atlanta approaches police. Right. You don't really hear any major tensions here. Right. I mean, you hear the right. protesting mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, that is a result of national uprising, but not so much as like, you know, we hate the police. They do us wrong because I think really black cities do a really good job of hiring a lot of black police officers. Now, you still mm-hmm. have the things that happen like what happened with Rayshard Brooks. Right. Right. So that kind of stuff is inevitable in a sense, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But I think there are decent um, relationships and measures in terms of policing, but there's. Far, far, far more room for improvement. Uh, for example, the police, the, the mayor there wants to increase the number of police that are in the streets. And mm-hmm. we all know that more police presence doesn't necessarily mean a reduction in crime and right. fatalities and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. uh, hopefully she brings that perspective to the table and having a woman there, that perspective, hopefully shifts on what policing looks like in my beloved hometown so bless up to sarahlyn davis mm-hmm. yes sarahlyn cj davis cj miss cj miss cj bless up to you we praying for you um good work and um yeah and you know maybe i'll maybe i'm not gonna have this in a greater conversation but boo to the one person that voted against you the one person that voted right. against you in the city council meeting but um we're gonna talk about some billboard stuff let's do it Let's do it. Um, God, I got, I got, I got a testimony. Say, say it real well. God stayed the hand of death. <laughs> I don't know if nobody famous died, Brian. Mm. Do you, you know of anybody? I, I don't know anybody famous. I died. don't so, know nobody who died. Now, rest in peace to y'all uncles, aunties, brothers, sisters, cousins, grandfathers, grandmothers, mothers, and fathers. For you, our prayers are with you. But in terms of our black icons, God has stayed the hand of death. Mm-hmm. And we have nothing to report for the rest of this week. Look and at that God. Is, that is newsworthy mm-hmm. within itself. Um, yes, sir. This isn't really like a news story, but it is worth noting. Of course, it's Mother's okay. Day weekend. It sure is. So, um, two things. You got anything mm-hmm. for your mama? What did you get your wife? Uh, I bought. Well, I guess I, I guess I'll say. It. Well, I don't know if I want to spill the beans as far as it's supposed to be a surprise. You right? got to tell her what it was. Did you get your mama something? I got my mom and my wife something. Yes. Okay. Did are you? you spending time with them together, or are you going to separate yourself? <sighs> 
I don't know. It's tough because it's like it's. I don't know, man. Um, no, no. I, I, now I usually I'm gonna spend time and spend time together. I'm not gonna split it up. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I guess I guess to me, I, I'll always say this: like it's tough because I love my mom, but I feel like sometimes like I'm the only one who's kind of obligated to do something for my mom because I'm actually here in the same city. So there's a whole uh-huh. different standard of what I have to do for my mom than what my siblings do. So okay. I love Mother's Day, but it's kind of bittersweet because I feel like you know I'm kind of having to hold it down for everybody. So it's bittersweet. Yeah. That's that's what's up. I um I shipped my mama's gift off. Well, okay. I made you know how sometimes Google inputs the address like based on your history. Mm-hmm. So when I typed in ship when I did shipping, it, it's it's two Robin Rogers, but it's supposed to be coming to my house. <laughs> oh, so wow. I'm gonna have to remit. But I called Macy's and told them to send it. But when they keep updating, nothing has the address hasn't changed. So I'm hoping mm. that they see it on their end mm-hmm. and they can able to get there. But if not, I already gave my mom's a heads up that if she don't get it by Saturday, that means it's in Atlanta and mm-hmm. I just have to ship it to her. Um, right. But, you know, um, I love my mama. So, you know, mm-hmm. I you know, got my mama a gift and going to celebrate her. And my wife is an amazing mother. So I'm going to actually take the boys out. I, mean, I got Ash's gift. Um, coming, but I'm gonna take the boys out to get them. Jaden wants to get his mama some Twizzlers. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is says, mama loves Twizzlers. He says, mom, "Daddy, you know mommy loves Twizzlers." <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so I'm gonna let the man of God spend it. They got some cash on them. So I'm gonna let them spend mm-hmm. their money on that because I keep mm-hmm. telling you, I said, "Jay, that's your that ain't my mama. That's your mama. So you need right. to you you need to spend your money on your mama." <laughs> <laughs> and get her a gift, but I'll always love my mama. She's my favorite girl. You only get one, you only get one, yeah. You know that mm. song, Brian? I sound familiar. Oh my I'll God. Be- I'll always love my mama. She brought me in this world. You know that somebody intruders? Sometimes I feel so bad. When I think about the things I used to do, how mama used to clean somebody else's house just to buy me a new pair of shoes. I never understood how mama made it through the week when she never got a good night's sleep. Oh, she's one of a kind. You got yours and I got mine. Hey, mama. Oh, mama. My heart belongs to you, girl. Yeah. You know that? Um, mm, that's Ooh. not, you know, when I think about Ooh. Mother's Day songs, I'm thinking about, Who's you know. The boys to me. Oh. I was actually going to go another oh. one that you probably don't like. I remember Mama by Shirley Caesar. <laughs> I remember, remember Mama. Your Mama is not dead. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gonna do that to Mama Cynthia. She is. I, I she is. She, she Mama. Uh. Uh-uh, she is up here. In a special way. I'm. I'm about to sit. I'm about to send you this right now. I can't believe you. How did you not know the Intruders, Brian? That sounds familiar. Uh. Uh-uh, uh. What you? Uh, what, what is this? What is happening? <laughs> That sounds familiar. The intruder. Jesus. Yes. I mean, Brian. Oh, that sounds nothing like I thought it would sound. (laughs) It came strong with the horns. Let me go straight to it. 
Oh yeah, I, I know that song. I know that song. Yeah, I yeah, know that song. Okay. I was gonna be grossly disappointed in you if you had kept. No, on I know that song. That you didn't know the song. Okay, so shout out to all the mothers oh, I, out there. I, know, I definitely know that song. Yeah, all the mothers to be, all the inspiring mothers, all the baby mom. B A B Y M A M A. This goes out to all my baby mamas. What's that Fantasia? Well, do you? Yeah, do you, yeah, yeah. That's Fantasia. Do you shout out church mothers on Mother's Day? Like that was shout always awkward when at church. Shout out to church mothers. Shout out to some of the church mothers ain't never had no babies. But shout out to one. the church mothers. Um shout out to all, all mothers, the mothers. Please stand. Uh, all the real mothers, please stand up. <laughs> please stand up. Please stand up. Kanye West said that mm. that you's a MILF and I'm a mother. <laughs> I'm a rapper, pop, pop, all on your tongue. Oh, that's what Kanye West said. <laughs> that's what we still like, Kanye. Uh, that's matter. Side note, unpopular opinion. You ready? Mm-hmm. His drunken love verse on the remix is one of the best Kanye features that he's ever had. Hmm. I want to listen to that. It's a solid verse. I don't care. I don't. It's, I said unpopular opinion. I'm standing on this hill. It is not Terry. the hill of Terry Crews. <laughs> um, but I am standing on that hill, and I don't care who tries to come at me and says anything. Kanye's canceled anyway, but if we're going to resurrect old stuff, that verse is one of his better features. Not best songs, better features. Mm. All right? Hear me clearly. Anyway, as we progress into the billboard, because we got other okay. stuff to talk about. <laughs> we were derailed there. Speaking of Mother's Day weekend, um... Uh, what's his name? Timberland and Swiss Beats are giving us a special versus. We've talked about it. Um, SWV and Escape. Brian, let's go. Do what? What? what like what? Who, last chance. What's your mm-hmm. pick? Who's your pick? It's it's not even close. Like it's in terms the S, of the double, the U to the V. Yes. Um, in terms of what <laughs> I like. In terms of what I, yeah. I want to hear, Coco. Give me Coco any day. You're not here to hear Lily and Taj. Background it can't, be, it can't be sisters with voices without any sisters. <laughs> Lady and Todd hold down the alto and the tenor. They hold it down real nice. Um, I, I but something about Coco Clemens' voice, man. Like she just Coco Clemens, man. She's she's something. There's she's that, like that, she's iconic. She is. You sent me that clip of her singing. Her singing a freaking escape song and murdering it. Can I play it? You can play it. Okay. So this is Escape, <laughs> and here's Coco. <laughs> She's coming. Jesus. Sing, go close. Oh, <laughs> she sang their song <laughs> better than them because the toy gonna do all that. I'm from determination, and I'm not afraid to change. I'm gonna have to find that song. No, Coco just goes. She goes. She gonna run and riff, but she's going to but sing. Sing the song. She's going to sing the song. She's and, one of the greatest uh, voices of our generation. And and then Candy gonna come in all deep. You Candy's know, voice. Candy will come in all. Kick off your shoes and relax your feet. Body on down with the escape in the king. Jermaine Dupri must have loved it. Just kick it. Just kick it. <laughs> nah. 
that's how you feel. <sighs> I had the Jennifer Hudson breath at the end. Um, but Jennifer no, I'm Hudson with you. Just be screaming. Jennifer Hudson just be singing loud. Just, just loud. loud. She is loud. I don't think she oh. has a down button. We don't need the, it. We don't listen. She just be loud for no reason. But anyway, I'm going with you. SWV for the win. The American Escape. But we will be tuning in. What time is it, Brian? Do you know what time is it? Starts at seven. I'm. Is uh, it ish? You know. <sighs> Let's go back to Brian's point. We need an assistant for you to be Googling while we're talking so we can know all the things. Right, so we can know all this stuff, (laughs) like, right now. And where's Versus TV? Like, Versus just shows what what time it's supposed to start. Hold on. That's because Trilla took it over and messed up everything. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay, so like, why do y'all I'll start be, so late? It's a Sunday. Like, why do y'all start? So, and, why, oh, it's a and why would you do that with? Oh, it's a Saturday. But I said, why would it's you do Saturday. that with Candy when you know the Housewives reunions come on at eight o'clock on Sunday? Right. But it's Saturday. Okay. So it's Saturday. okay, okay, that's different. Are the people gonna be at home on Saturday? You know, outside right. back home. So these folks are gonna be out in the streets. Listen, you know, condom sales went up recently because people outside. Just to let you know. I ain't. I don't. I ain't used no condom in almost ten years. <laughs> Listen. Clearly, I, just, I had a baby before my boy. I ain't used no condom <laughs> in a long time. <laughs> just shooting. Uh, shooting, shooting, just shooting. Shoot. I'm Steph Curry with shoot. the nut. Shoot. Uh, sc- <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right. So, uh, speaking of black people and stuff, um, you know what did, what is not uh, no longer in abundance, Brian? That is chicken. What? We about to run out of chicken. Okay. Allegedly, the U.S. is on the verge of a chicken shortage. This is the blackest news story ever. So um, black. <laughs> so black. There's, a, there's allegedly an increase in demand in chicken. And according to ABC News, the shortage is due to the pandemic. COVID restrictions prompted some facilities to close and to reduce their staff. And also, when we had all those winter storms and those rainstorms and those thunderstorms, uh, plants in like Texas and Arkansas had to close. So they won. They won you know after producing chickens and you know all the stuff that comes with chicken farms and chicken production and all that kind of stuff brown what would you do if there was no more chicken you couldn't get no more no chick-fil-a no zaxby's no no american deadly no nothing um let me do this unpopular opinion like i can never have chick-fil-a again the rest of my life and i'll be okay oh yeah no chick-fil-a's trash that's not even um but uh okay back to what um It'd be tough. Like, it's just, I feel like, you know, not to sound stereotypical, but I'm black, so I can say this. Like, that's what, you know, it's it, our our ancestral DNA is chicken is in there, right? Um, that's one of the things we've been eating since, you know, from the motherland. And we came over here with sweet potatoes and chicken. Um, and, you know, this food and brought a watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay. we can't talk about chicken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Negroes. Is it, is it watermelon season already? It's May. I said I was, they they've been trying to put them out since March. That's I was gonna wait till May. Okay. What was it? I think it was Kroger last year that was had all the good watermelons. I had a, they had some good ones, bro. I don't know what Kroger's was doing, what kind of crack they had in those watermelons. Right. I don't eat watermelon like that, but like I bought one for Lauren and I like I ate some of it. And it was really good. I, I don't even like eat watermelon like that. You know me. You know your brother. Know. You just cut up the watermelon and start eating. Put some salt. Well, yeah. on. Yeah, I cut it in quarters. I don't do that little <laughs> slicing cube stuff. That's the white people and overpriced um stuff. Mm-mm. You buy a whole watermelon, you cut it in, then you cut it in quarters, and you put it in a big salad, the big salad mixing bowl. That's what you sit it in because it's too big for anything else. You sprinkle salt to get you a full. You dig right in the middle of that. 
you take your season, you, you spit them on the side of the bowl, right there on the side of the bowl, like you know, like like you're chewing tobacco, right there on the side of it. <laughs> okay, right there on the side of the bowl. That's what you do to it. Mm. All, All right. right. All right, chicken shortage. Chicken um, shortage. That's a, that's, a, that's a that's a crying shame because you know we no, live in Atlanta, bro. We live so in Atlanta. The ten, the ten piece is gonna go up. The ten piece is gonna go up. Um, speaking of things going up, Melinda Gates' bank account just went up because uh, they broke the windows to their marriage. Get it? Oh, you see the go? Yeah, I, you, you I, I, I saw that. <laughs> dong, dong. What's the sound that comes that that it makes when it comes on? Ding. Oh, don't. Um, I don't know. Whatever. whatever it is. I don't know. But Bill and Melinda <laughs> Gates, after 27 years, um, have decided to call it quits. And allegedly, Brian, the day that their divorce was final, or the day that they got divorced, whatever the language is, he gave her $2 billion worth of stocks. Wow. Cha-ching. I'm not giving you anything as really. You are about likely going to take half or a right. whole third or something like that, right? I'm not giving you nothing. Um, we, like we were at divorce. Let let the courts do those type of things. But mm-hmm. you know us again. We don't celebrate divorce here on the jigsaw. What is the story in this? The story is this, Brian, that the mm-hmm. internet has been internetting. They've been mm-hmm. sliding up in Melinda's DMs. Slide. I'm trying, trying to, to find get her. this money. Trying to find and listen. It it has not been lost on me that Bill and Melinda Gates got divorced shortly after the Queen Elizabeth husband died. Mm, so okay. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm going to put on my Dr. Umar Johnson hat. I wouldn't be surprised okay. Okay. if Bill tried to get over there and be the next king of England. So, the next, a new prince, a new duke, duchess, some Bridgerton type stuff <laughs> over there. Um, but y'all stay out of Melinda and Bill's DMs. They don't want y'all. Mm-hmm. They finna die single happy. And spend this money and keep stunning in our face with their sketches and their um not new ports, that was a cigarettes. What's the other port? The, rock the, the port. Sh- rock ports. Rock that's port. that's mm-hmm. the shoe that mm-hmm. elderly white people wear. The <laughs> rock ports. There it <laughs> is. All right, Brian. This story I pulled and I found just for you. Okay. Will Smith is promoting body positivity. <laughs> He's <Okay>. making dad <laughs> bods a thing. <laughs> so okay. no longer do you have to feel the pressure of going to the gym. No longer do you have to feel the pressure of trying to get it tight and right. You can live in the authenticity that is you. Okay. okay? So tomorrow is what I want you to do. I want you to take your shirt off, Snap a picture for the gram. Just give <laughs> give us your full give us your full thirty mid thirty plus body. Okay, just do it. Will Smith did it. Marlon Wayans has joined the party. Um, but in re- but no, but in all seriousness though, Will Smith got on the gram and talked about how he this is his COVID body, this is his dad body, and he's never been this you know this out of shape before. But he's partnering with YouTube, which is mm-hmm. super interesting. Um, okay. to get back in shape. Did that encourage you in any way? Or like, how did that make you feel? I know Kevin Stage is out here living. Friend of the podcast. Friend of, friend of the podcast. Uh, um, it didn't make you feel any way. You didn't care. Not, not, not really. Um, because <laughs> like you're rich. Like rich people can just do whatever they want, and they right? gonna snap back. Yeah, he gonna get a personal like, chef, personal trainer, personal chef, personal trainer, and he gonna be like in a boxing movie tomorrow, and then he'll be <laughs> ripped to to the core. Um, Marlon Wayans, same thing. Like they literally can get personal trainers and at home gyms, and they have this time, this free time to just get in shape and get their body right. Um, 
in no time. But so. do you think though, like even like the fact that they're putting it out there and embracing it, do you think that kind of opens the door though? Kind of like the whole how Lizzo is really, you know, taking Trust on the, the body Lizzo. positive. We love Lizzo, uh, taking do. on the whole body positive movement. Do you think that like it opens up? I mean, men I don't think I've ever had the same level of pressure as women. <laughs> oh yeah, um, no, not, not, at all. not by a long shot, but to that point, like you know, hey, I got a dad bottle. I just got this average kind of flabby bod. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you all of this tease. Do you think that that encourages that for people to kind of just live authentically in themselves and not feel the pressure? Uh, my pressure is self-imposed. I don't care what you Negroes right. think. Right, right. right. Uh, but some other people who really have the pressure of saying, "I want to have the abs, the chest, or whatever." Right. Um. Yeah, I would think so. In a, in a certain degree, I think, like you said, I don't think men have the same pressure as women. Uh, without without people look about it, most even TV, the men be like fat, and the woman's like. Drop that gorgeous. You know what I'm Shout saying? Out to like Tyler Perry. Oh. <laughs> um Shout out to Alex Cross. Yeah. Um Shout out to Martin Lawrence. Yeah. Shout out to Bruce Bruce. Mm-hmm. Your homie said let Bruce Bruce hit it. Like, so clearly. <laughs> clearly. Get crunk um, with it. Get loose with it. Yeah. Like short said, let Bruce Bruce, Bruce, Bruce hit it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> where's the show? Did, going? I, did, did I throw you off? <laughs> you threw me off. I just thought Bruce, Bruce, all things Bruce, Bruce, body image, and just Bruce, Bruce without no clothes on. Like, ugh, did you like, just imagine Bruce, Bruce naked with his little ponytail? <laughs> just, just yuck. But he lost a lot of weight, didn't he? <laughs> lost his relative, lots his relative, um, for sure. Uh, shout out to Chris Moore. Um, oh. <laughs> Shout out to Marcus <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> we love y'all. We love um, y'all, brothers. Dad bar brigade. Only one of us not in the dad bar group is is you, Josh. So you know we yeah. we out here. Um, yeah, that's because I guess I'm working so hard. Because a few years ago, I was that belly was starting to grow. <laughs> Listen, you was at the four o'clock this morning working out. Um, um, but, but I guess to answer your question, yeah, sure. answer question regarding um, body image, I think it does. It kind of just lets people know that, you know, not everybody, no one's perfect, right? I think that's the thing. And when it comes to body images and stuff like that, it's pretty much what you decide. And sometimes even what you're, and this may sound, you know, Neanderthalist, but like your spouse, right? So if my spouse is like, hey, Brian, you're getting a little out there. Then I probably would try to do something a little more uh, in terms of get my body together. Um mm-hmm. But other than that, like, I can care less. Like you said, I can care less about the people. It's really so what I would like to do. Um, but I just already said I don't have the um, – I haven't dialed in and said, you know, I'm going to do it because I just – it's not as important to me as I would like it to be. No, that's fair. And this is actually a great segue for us to head on down to the mm-hmm. living room because today we're talking all things male grooming from the right. ruder. To the tutor, <laughs> quite literally. So, if you are uncomfortable with <laughs> with men talking about the ways in which they take care of themselves, I mean, all of ourselves, then you may <laughs> want to fast forward right now because we about to get into it. And when I say get into it, 
I may mean, get into it. So let's Deep. get into it. So grab your snacks, grab um, your lotion, grab your oils, grab your lubes, grab whatever it is you need to grab. Whoa, oh, are we there? <laughs> are we down, going there? Head on down <laughs> to the living room, Brian. I said what I said. Head on down. <laughs> uh, what did I say? Hablamos de hablamos. I don't know what that means. But head on down to, <laughs> to the living room. And let's get ready to have this conversation. Let's go. <laughs> Welcome to the living room, good people. Um, Brian, you know, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Okay. And for me, mental hair, mental, mental hair, mental health okay. is all about uh, self-care and the preservation of ourselves and make sure we're taking care of ourselves mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and all of the things. And one okay. of the things that brings me great joy, we talk about it quite often, we do I Am My Brother's Keeper segment uh-huh. is we really talk about some of the ways we're taking care of ourselves. And sometimes we okay. talk about the ways we're grooming in terms of getting a haircut, going to get a manicure. And mm-hmm. we thought in our robbery this week <laughs> to kind of talk you all through, you know, some male grooming techniques. We're going to get up close and personal and tell okay. you about some things. Um, we're also going to discuss um, some of the um, toxic behaviors around um, male grooming and the stereotypes that come with it. Um, so, Brian, let's just jump straight into the conversation. Uh, grooming has evolved over the years, right? In the past, we mm-hmm. knew it was pretty much just a haircut, put on a wave mm-hmm. cap or a stocking cap, you know, whatever, whatever happened, and, and you was good. You know, you put some Vaseline or some 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 um, some lotion on your face, and that was it. No real moisturizer. That was just it. Washing your face mm-hmm. with Dove soap, and that was it, right? You know, your mama might have told you you weren't fully clean unless you were zest, fully clean. Fully you know, we, clean. we, we, we mm-hmm. weren't doing body washing and all those different types of things, right? Uh-huh. So um, I just want to ask you, now that me have access to all of the things, prior to what you feel and believe now, we'll get into that a little bit later, but what were some things you were taught or believed about grooming as a man, um, I guess, that you adopted early on in life? Uh, some toxic stuff or just things in general right not necessarily toxic um, what what were some things that you you know were taught about grooming as you were coming up taught about grooming of course like you know your hair needs to be all together um let me kind of talk about some negative stuff that i was told but i didn't necessarily adopt okay um like that you know men are supposed to have hair like everywhere like gross um Men's hands should be like strong and rough because it, it seemed like you had a hard day's work. No, thank you. Um, right. Just like stuff like that, like that men could not have any type of soft hands or soft feet or manicures and pedicures were gay. Um, any type of like self care in terms of pampering. I like the word pamper. This is the word pampering. Mm-hmm. The, if you were to say you're as a man being pampered, like that is like a sign of like, oh, that dude is gay. He's soft. He's weak. All that kind of stuff. Like you couldn't take care of yourself in terms of, you know, treating yourself and facials and masks and um, none of those things were really deemed as appropriate. And honestly, I've never seen a man get a facial. Um, or get manicure, pedicure, or anything like that. Especially growing up in church, you know, we sit in men's classes, and everybody in there is just so rugged. You know what I'm saying? So, 
that's the thing I, I, I've learned. It's just, uh, or I was taught that, you know, you got to be super manly and anything remotely close to a woman's day at the spa was, was gay. But why do you think that was though? I mean, what, what is such the issue with, um, not necessarily having like soft, supple hands, but having well moisturized hands and, you know, toenails that are that are cut evenly and and things like that. Like, what's what's the issue? I have no clue. So, I think it's the the perception that that's what women do, right? Um, okay. Because if even if you know me, I don't, I'm not. You know, my hands are extremely soft. You know, what I'm mm-hmm. saying like I believe in having my nails trimmed, my feet trimmed. Like I just like I don't want to feel like my my had a hard day's work. Like that's not. In my opinion, that's not. I ain't I blue collar. No shade to any of blue collar like, brothers. But I'm not. We need them, right? But yeah. I don't. Even, but even if you're all blue collar, you don't have to have rough hands. Like true. Like think about this. Like you know, and I'm not speaking for women, so I'm not gonna say that. But I, I doubt my wife would want me to have rough hands. You know what I'm saying? Because at some point she wants me to rub her back. So I don't think she wants my hands to be all calloused up. And we and, know back rubs turn into booty rubs. So you know, you know, <laughs> and booty rubs turn into other rubs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, Rose, turn face rubber. dives. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Um, Diamond. Um, yes, yeah, so I, 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 to me, I think it was just that any perception of anything being feminine, or that's what women, sure. women go to the, the nail salon. Um, women get pedicures. Women get manicures. Um, so I think that's what it was like the the whole toxic masculinity type stuff that ugh, disgusting. So let's Barf. talk to your first pedicure experience. Did you feel awkward when you went in and sat down? And do you remember I the experience? Not. Um, my first pedicure experience. I didn't really start going to get pedicures for real. Um, until like I got married. Um, okay. As far as you know, going to actually because but other than that, like I used to trim my nails, my hands and my feet every week. It was just something I just did. And like Lauren can tell you, I had this thing called a beautification process. Like every Saturday, I would spend like hours uh, going through my process. I could probably get into a little bit in terms of grooming and stuff like that. But I literally spent hours every Saturday, what I consider my beautification process, even prior to getting married, uh, which included doing my nails and my feet and stuff like that. But actually going to get a pedicure for the first time, I really didn't start doing that uh, until I got married um, to Lauren. So, but it, uh, to answer your question, as far as my experience, oh, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, it was to me, it was just walking in there, sitting down, letting somebody, you know, take care of me, doing something like that, just like going to the barbershop. I used to cut my own hair, but then now it was like, let somebody else do it. Why waste time doing yeah. something you can do? Somebody else can do better. No, absolutely. And, and you know, and I, I agree with a lot of what you said prior to in terms of, the thoughts around grooming techniques and things like that. I was, I don't know that I was taught anything. My dad is a pretty well-groomed man. Like he didn't, he didn't go to the nail shop, but we kept um, nail clippers and filers in our home. Like he had, he had a little Mm -hmm. mini one on his key set, which like Mm -hmm. men at any given moment, I'm going to make sure I'm good. I'm going to make sure I'm straight. And while I may Mm -hmm. not be getting like a formal manicure, I am going to make sure that I'm groomed. Like when I was a child, we get our hair cut every Saturday. Not every mm-hmm. other week, not once a mm-hmm. month. We were in the barbershop, Brian, 
every I think we talked about this before every yep. single Saturday because my dad was like you got to be presentable you never mm-hmm. know what's going to happen if it was going to pop off um, and then you know he comes from a family where both his parents worked at a dry cleaner so our clothes were mm-hmm. always ironed we always had starch in our in our house um, mm-hmm. and he taught us how to iron and all those different types of things um, my parents were really big on and on on washing. Mm-hmm. So, like, one no musty kids. We had our deodorants and, nope. our, and our powders and our alcohol, and you know, we kept lotion and Vaseline. You know, black folk have mm-hmm. Vaseline. We ain't, ain't no ash pods. No, you know, Vaseline mm-hmm. when when you got cut. Vaseline was your moisturizer. <laughs> <laughs> My mom's have we had Vaseline and uh, what's the other that baby oil? Yep, we had baby. Oh, we had we Breezed. we had a lot of cocoa butter. Cocoa, cocoa butter, butter yep. used on our face. You put the vest in your mm. body, put the cocoa butter on your face, so you had that smooth, yep. even complexion. You know what I'm saying? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, then you know, my dad back in the day, we had our head and shoulders. We always wash our hair. He taught me after a haircut, son, you wash your hair. You got a bunch of chopped hair in your head. You wash your hair. You don't want all mm-hmm. that stuff on your pillow. You don't want all that stuff, you know, just sitting in your head. You know, chopped hair in your head like that. So while my dad didn't go through like these extreme techniques, mm-hmm. or my mom then like you know, push me to have these extreme techniques. They did do things that kind of encouraged me to further explore, I would say, mm-hmm. what it meant to take grooming to the next level. And a lot of times they look at me when I bring my toiletry bag home, be like, boy, what is all these products you got in this bag? I was like, well, oh, got that one. It is my cleanser. It is my toner. Mm-hmm. I have my serums. I have my my wrinkle and line reducing creams. I have my mm-hmm. moisturizer, depending on. I have the nighttime and the daytime one. I have my mm-hmm. mask that I do once a week. Um, all the things, right? And and again, they didn't necessarily teach me that, but it was their admonishment of taking care of myself that made me want to explore what it meant. And since you right. answered about your first pedicure, I remember got my first manicure pedicure when I was in college um, here at Morehouse. Okay. I had a, another friend who was, you know, very cisgendered, manly man. He was like, yeah, I'm going to get a manicure. I was like, huh? And I had always been curious about it. And I don't know anything that I was. My parents didn't ever tell me I couldn't. It was just one of those things that was not socially acceptable. I'll say right. it that way. When I was in college, right. you know, my homeboy said he went. I went with them and I end up getting a manicure, getting a pedicure from there. I still don't go as often as I would like. But like you said, mm-hmm. in the meantime, though, I'm trimming my own toenails. I yep. put lotion and oil or baby or not baby powder <laughs> and cocoa butter on my feet every day. I don't have ashy toes. I don't have ashy mm-hmm. heels. Matter of fact, I had a, a pedicurist tell me one time, shoot, your heels smooth as some of these women that come through in here. Yep. Um, that's just because. Heels. You know what I'm saying? That's just because, like, you know, I, I moisturize my entire body. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do all of the things. Um, so I'm glad, bro, that you did that. But understanding some of those toxic behaviors, how do you think you combated those? Like, was it just you stepping out and say, you know what? I don't think any, I don't believe in any stereotypes. I don't think this stuff is gay. Um, like, like, I guess, how did you overcome what wasn't socially acceptable for you as a man and grooming? Um, just, uh, I've never been, uh, I'm not going to say masculine, but I've never been super- You hyper-masculine, yeah. Yeah, hyper-masculine. I've never been super macho. Like, it's never been, like, my thing to to be, like, super macho. I didn't I didn't really understand, like, what that even, like, meant. Like, the macho. I never even liked the macho energy. Like, the, oh, I'm rough and rugged, and I want to go outside and kill some of my bare hands. and You were rough and tough with your Afro puffs? <laughs> I, I just, 
That's just like I never liked it. That's never never been my thing. And honestly, I don't know any I don't know any men like in my life that were real like let's go out and hunt and do stuff like that. Like so That's so amazing because um, you love the iced tea and the NWA. Murdering is different than like hunting and like going outside and So you're gonna murder with very well manicured hands. <laughs> you know, gotta you be know, nice. Do you, know, the you never know what could happen. If the uh, blood is gonna spill, spill down this clear coat. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but that, but that happened. Like you know, I guess my thing is I've, I just always like, like at least my mom also. We talked about you as far as all the grooming and stuff like that. Yeah, like my mom legit on birthdays and Christmas, she would buy us a whole bunch of grooming products. Like that was in every Christmas, we was gonna get a basket full of hygiene products, like mm. everything, wave brushes, do rags. Um, nail set, nail filing set. Like my mom gave us all this grooming stuff. Like grooming was extremely important. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I, you know, I saw my mom groom. Like my mom, you know, was my mom was like a grooming Nazi. Like she is like you got to groom, you got to undergarments are important. All that stuff was important. Listen, so like the right draws will change an outfit. Yeah, yeah. So she always and she and my thing I love about my mom, she never treated. She kind of raised us for 2021. She raised us right now. And this is off topic, but it's on topic. She raised all of us right now. Like there was no such thing as um, outside, inside, no such thing as men and women's jobs. So same thing with grooming. It was like, y'all need to wash your behind. Y'all need to smell good. Y'all need to, um, you know, make sure that you are brushing your teeth and being clean and presentable at all times. Because that's just was her whole thing. So. I guess that's how I combated it was based off of just me just following suit after my mom and just doing what she did. Can we pause for a second, though, and and talk through the ways in which some men think it's gay to wash their booties? Like, get up I, get up in there. That's disgusting. That's like, disgusting. As as the fact that, the I, fact that like, somebody- How does it get clean? Exactly. Otherwise. Like, nobody's telling you to penetrate yourself. We're saying they, get between them cheeks. And scrub and scrub <laughs> and like really like wash it. Don't just get let get down to them balls. Get down to them balls, but mostly get between that butt, because y'all right. be smelling like dookie. That's a word <laughs> I want to use. Um, it's it sounds like ashtray. Okay, get a, get up in there and wash yeah. it. Right, that's why you got them ski ski marks in your drawers. Let's just go there. Let's just. Let me take off. Let me take off the guard real. Let's know why you got the ski skeet marks in your drawers. That's why that girl ain't married you because you wear white drawers with brown spots in them because you don't use good bleach for one and you don't wipe your booties well. You ne- My daddy taught me when I was a little boy, you keep wiping until mm-hmm. your tissue is white. Damn, and it ain't never right. failed me. It ain't never failed never. me. Never. Now, personally, I use my personal cleansing cloths, my flushable wipes. But before then... Mm-hmm. I, I kept wiping until there was nothing left on the tissue. Cause that for me that understood, you know what? Now it's now I can put my drawers back on. Right. But some of y'all just out here wiping one, two times. Then you're getting in the shower and you letting the soap fall down. Do you know that since your butt crack is not spread, that soap ain't getting in between them? Mm-hmm. It it's falling on the top of your butt. It's not getting up in there. And if you're uncomfortable listening to this, that's the point. You should be uncomfortable because your right. bo- your booty creaks are probably stuck together as we speak. Because <laughs> you don't right now. You're itching right now. You don't, we don't know if that says Hanes 
or what? Because there are so many stains on your hands <laughs> that your girl, your partner, your boyfriend, whatever, right, is unable to determine what is going on at the area below. Why is it, Brian, that our brothers, we, we want to take care of the front, but we want to clean up the back? Like, um, that's a part of grooming. You got to wash is. your whole body. Mm-hmm. And your hind part is part of your whole body. Uh-huh. That's, that's one of the most important parts. Think about this. If you sit there and think about your... You, if that sweat from the from your butt goes down to the bottom of your drawers, it's going to go into your your penis. And it's going to it's gonna hit that. It's going to hit right under that ball sack. Right. It's going to just stink, like, just disgusting. Like, And ugh. if you're hairy, all that stuff is being sucked up, up right. in there. And it's just, it's just not conducive. Who... You you brothers want to get head and get your little pinion pinion sucked, but your but your balls is musty and this thing. <laughs> you can't blame these women for wanting to say no. Because they they putting they don't want to put their mouth in your swamp crotch. They don't want that <laughs> down there smelling like a wet sponge. They don't want that. That's disgusting. That is absolutely <laughs> That is it's it's to me, it's just like like no one wants that. Like this. And then you got your little butt butt flakes, and they call them ding- we, when we grew up. They call them dingleberry. We have dingleberry. We had the little boo boo flakes. That's stuck not in you shouldn't have had it. <laughs> you you should shouldn't not. had it. But why do you think? I guess I mean, but I don't know. Why do you think me and Strong shy away from it? Like just, from from grooming. Like it's just dumb for you to it, think that taking care of yourself on us like being extremely clean is it shouldn't equate to gay right first of all being gay is not a slur right that's right. not an insult but for mm-hmm. those who believe that it is right you should like you know what i'm saying like why do you think that that one equates to the other no right. one's questioning your sexuality because you got you you fresh on all your underparts like to I I don't even know what to say at this point. Like it's just the I <laughs> like just like being clean is just it's it's important. Yes. Like I don't care. Think about this: if you gay, another man don't want to be with another man who got doodle in his butt. If you're straight, a woman don't be with a man with do that doodle in his butt. Like no one because wants it. You- Cause if your girl like to eat butt butt, she don't want to eat your nasty butt butt. <laughs> you know Oof. what I'm saying? Yuck! <laughs> like, think about this. Think about uh, other things. So Brian, let's move yeah. forward. Mm-hmm. What are now that we've established the fact that you know we are who we are, mm-hmm. we enjoy grooming, we enjoy taking mm-hmm. care of ourselves, being pampered, and all the things, right? I think um, you didn't have to get to this episode to to know that about us. Talk, let's let's talk through. Brian, you said you had a whole beautification process. Brian out here, mm-hmm. Brian out here yep. being a whole uh, a whole uh, JT in Young Miami. He is young Cali out here with huh. his beautification techniques. Walk mm-hmm. us through what are some of your routines in terms of skin, in terms of hair, in terms of just all the things. Um. Okay. So when it comes to I so to let's do, start I here. To... Brian here. Brian here wakes up in the morning. Ah, uh, how does he? How does he groom? Uh, it's kind of different pre-pandemic like it's current pandemic brian is completely different than like going to the office brian um because i used to wake up matt earlier when i used to go to the office like now i'm waking up and i'm just doing like the um the getting broken ready for school and all that kind of stuff and then i come home 
Let me see. It just depends how I do it. Before I leave to take Brooklyn to school, I'm just brushing my teeth, washing my face. That's just what I'm doing. I'm doing the bare minimum to get her to school. Then I come home. Then at that point, I am going to have Zoom meetings all day. I'm going to hop in the shower. Um, then at that point, when I hop in the shower, once you hop in the shower, that's when it kind of starts that whole process. In the shower, I'm going to use a you know certain product on my beard, some beard uh, uh, shampoo, beard conditioner. Using your Scotch Porter? Scotch Porter. Um, Shout out to them. Um, Scotch Porter. And then... Make sure my beard is nice and, and and smooth and clean. Make sure my face is washed and all that kind of stuff. Make sure I wash between my my cheeks, all the all the underparts and all that kind of stuff. Then I get out. Then I <clears throat> excuse me, I floss. Got a floss. Yeah, floss. Then you brush your teeth. Um, while I'm doing that, if I depending on if I wash my hair at the moment, sometimes that mean I wash it. Black people don't wash it every day. But if I do wash my hair, then I ensure that I will put this product in called Juices and Berries. Um, and then I put a towel on my head to kind of, you know, make sure all that stuff s- sucks up in there. Um, and but then I also have this um, leave-in conditioner for Scotch Porter, but I also have this serum that like makes my beard like real glistening and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, within that as well, make sure you just lotion your face real pretty good. You gotta make sure you wash your face to get all the dead skin off your face and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then in addition to that, it's pretty much, you know, deodorant is important. Um yes. I try to wear socks as much as possible to uh, to make sure my feet are still going to be moisturized. But before I put on the socks, if my nails need to be trimmed, I'll trim my nails to the right length. Um uh lotion my feet, put the socks on, and then I go about my merry way. I maintain a uh, a grooming kit in my desk drawer in my office downstairs to anytime like you know my nails need to be trimmed or cut i trim them joints immediately if i can i try not i, I bite my nails unfortunately but it, that's just awful like nerves and something like that but i do make I'm sure i go back in that I, too yeah i bite my nails but i always have my nail file and my trimmers nearby so i can clean up what i messed up i uh, started my clean life over up. Again. <laughs> what I messed up. <laughs> Starting my, my life over again. Yeah, that's yep. a good one, bro. Um, but um, that's pretty much it. Like, it's really I haven't gotten to the to the skin stuff yet. But uh, I'm, I'll let you. I'm sure you do this. I know you do the skin stuff. What is your day like? What is your grooming process like? Woo! So more so the <laughs> my differences are not necessarily pre pandemic, post pandemic because. You know, unfortunately, because of the white, the colonizers that I work for, I'm in the office every day. Um, mm-hmm. But it is more so weekday versus weekend, Josh. We, okay. we, we, we day, Josh. Um, I, I am thoroughly showering all of the parts, washing my legs, unlike, ter- you know, Taylor Swift, washing in between my cheeks, lifting up the ball sack under the shaft, above the shaft, under the arms, all those kind of things. Um, and just thoroughly washing my body specifically if I work out in the mornings, like probably showering a little bit longer. Um, and I don't know that it makes a difference, but it, for me, I just feel more clean after a workout. If I do, you know, three to four iterations of, of washing versus the two to three iterations of washing. Um, but upon that, bro, I have, I usually use, um, body oils. 
um, for my body. Mm-hmm. And then, um, of course, my deodorant. And then when it comes in terms of, you know, brushing my teeth, I use Sensodyne to rebuild this enamel because I'm getting old. Um, mm-hmm. And my mm-hmm. my um, my Listerine complete with whitening plus an enam- enamel builder for my teeth. And um, mm-hmm. as far as my skin, I use Fenty Skin is my main product. Um, the mm-hmm. fragrance content in there moisturizer is kind of high so i kind of vacillate between um neutrogena they have this like anti-aging thing that i use um there's a couple of keels um uh, moisturizers that i use that i really really like um but i also but at the core i use a cleanser without going into product recommendations i use a cleanser i use a toner and i use a moisturizer um my nighttime routine if i have time and i feel like it Consist of a cleanser, some type of toner, um, a myriad of serums, be them vitamin A, vitamin C, anti-aging, line reducing, you know, eye creams, things of that nature, and then some type of nighttime moisturizer as well. And for me, that's important because I want to keep the elasticity in my skin. Um, it's mm-hmm. important because I enjoy having clear skin. So on top of just creating the formula of drinking my water and minding my business, I also uh-huh. have engaged in really good skincare. Like I'm also seeing an esthetician or official esthetician for the first time um, next Saturday. Ashley got it as a, um, was it a Valentine's Day gift? I believe it was for me. Um, the esthetician is like booked months and months in advance. So if you're wondering why I'm just not cashing in on that, <laughs> that is uh-huh. why. Um, but yeah, so like I'm very, um, and not to say that I, I fall into the stereotypical things of being a Kappa or a noob or whatever, um, but mm-hmm. I am very particular about my skin, and I hate when I break out. Part of the reason why I don't like hair on my face, I don't like to be really, really hairy. I enjoy mm-hmm. the beer for what it is, and I respect your brothers who do it. But for mm-hmm. me, I, I, you know, I'm the baby face bandit. You know, I enjoy being, who, <laughs> you know, who I am. The goatee is enough. Um, but yeah, those are things. And when I do wash my hair, I'm washing my hair. Um, I'm leaving, I'm doing some type of leave-in conditioner if it's the weekend. I'm doing some type of deep conditioner, like with the stocking cap and all, um, to make sure that my natural curl pattern is always coming out and be represented because I wear a little length in my hair. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure, you know what I'm saying? I want to make sure that because during the week, right. because I go to work, I got to curl this thing and make mm-hmm. sure it's presentable every morning. So when you use different conditioners and stuff, it makes sure that your hair is moisturized and make sure that you can kind of do a wash and go. You can wet it in the shower. You know, because I, I have kind of, I have coarse hair. I won't say nigger hair. I have coarse hair. <laughs> um, so, it you know, it takes some time. As my dad says, products and chemicals. But no, it really takes um, some time in finding the right products for real, for real that helps you with thinking through the look that you're trying to produce and what you're trying to do. Oh, and then after, and I usually moisturize my body as soon as I'm at the shower, as soon as I dry off because my pores are still open. So that way the moisturizers and the oils can lock in. But then I also Mm -hmm. immediately after that put on my colognes so that it can lock into my pores as well before they close. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll go into what colognes I wear. We do product recommendation, but those are the things um, that I do. That is my routine. And um, I have an abbreviated version, like I said, during the week, and then I have a more elongated mm-hmm. version. Now, if you're asking Josh Rogers to show up at somebody's event, <laughs> Josh Rogers is going to take about an hour and a half getting ready because I just, <laughs> I'm going to be in the mirror. I'm going to be singing. I'm going to make sure I get every spot. I'm going to do my mask. I'm going mm-hmm. you know, to do all the things, Brian. It, you know, it is, it is preparation. And that's mm-hmm. why I tell people, 
let me know what time you want to leave so I can know what time I need to start getting ready. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Right. Cause like, you know, so, because if you just tell me whenever we're going to be four hours late fooling with me, um, because right. I really, <laughs> I really enjoy my process. And part of it really is self care for me too. I enjoy sitting there with the mask, washing it off. And, and it's tedious at times, but it is the results of it makes me feel good. I feel good about myself. Right. I feel good about my presentation. Um, my wife sometimes thinks I does the most, but she 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 loves it as well. And um, and I don't think that I would I would ever I would ever change it. And in terms of hands and feet, I kind of talked about it. You know, manicure, pedicures. I clip my own mm-hmm. nails. They need yep. to be clipped now. So if I don't get them cut, you know, this weekend or go to you know to the shop this weekend, I will be doing that um, myself. I want to get a little invasive. Okay. Do you manscape? I'm just gonna ask. Yes. 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 I'm not like landing boy. Strip? Like, uh, you know, look, you give a little temp fade or <laughs> straight baldy. Like, what was what, what's nah, the thing? Nah, I'm I'm not bald, brother. Um, but it's <laughs> definitely um most times. I'm not gonna say all the time. I'm not even gonna no. I just can't say no cap. I'm not gonna be lying out here. Uh, but the majority of the time, if you know, I'm going to be neatly packaged um and that was a part of my beautification process to make sure every part of me is you know hairless yeah sure uh, or or if anything now you're saying hairless but then you're not bald we you know what the people well i was gonna, i was gonna explain that okay. so <laughs> chest hair and everything is gone like no chest hair okay i don't like that like no thank you um and then you know in the nether regions, let's use that term. Um, it is as you know, oftentimes as little to know as possible. Okay. Um, that's so, fair. You know, it takes it takes you know, it, and that's a process because you know you don't want to nick it is any process. You know, you know you want to nick anything or accidentally cut yourself in certain places. Yeah, and, those are sensitive areas, my friend. <sighs> sensitive. Um. Yeah, so I try to, you know, because then, you know, you don't want to get hairs in your mouth, you know. Ah! <laughs> you don't you don't want that. You, don't, you, know, want that your, you don't want your partner to go through that. You don't want that. Yeah, you don't no, want that. Pulling out hairs, you know, after you finish doing things. we don't. That's not cool. Yeah, that's not cool at all. Um, but uh, what about you? Manscaped, bald as a newborn baby. Let me just see it <laughs> like it is, okay? There's no no hairs left behind, okay? Uh, <laughs> yeah, like waxing or you just shave it? Uh, I, so I use the Manscaped tool. It's literally called Manscaped. They have a website mm-hmm. and they have a trimmer called the Lawnmower. Um, and I've been using it for a few years now. And yeah, man, it's a, it's a really great tool. It is showerproof. You can get it wet. It's an electric razor. Um, it's a pretty close shave and you know, have you ever got nicked before, before I started using this? Yes. And I think once or twice while using it, it hurts, um, like crap, but, uh, I am pretty careful. I am a professional probably at this point. Um, Mm -hmm. and I just, I, you know, I'm, I have the, the grace of not being a naturally hairy person. So, Mm -hmm. Like my arms right now, I don't shave anything. It's just oh brother, it's just not. Call me I mean, Esau, brother. That's I mean that's literally what my arm looks like, and I've never shaved it on um, a day in my life. I don't. I have I have more hair on my legs, but not like you would have to like almost be up on me to know that it's there. Um, as far as my chest, it just doesn't grow. Um, 
you know, most of the hair comes in the nether regions, but I, you know, I am so consistent with that, that it doesn't have right. time and opportunity <laughs> to grow. Even my underarms, like, you know, I'm not a big hairy, I'm just not a hairy guy. And I thank God mm-hmm. for whatever gene I picked up that doesn't allow me to grow hair on my body like that. Because um, for the guys who have it and appreciate it, that's your business. Do your thing. But mm-hmm. for as for me and my body, my house, mm-hmm. my temple, you know, we don't do Chewbacca around here. Um, you know, and, and, and I'm going to be honest with you, you know, I may escape more so for me than my partner, if I'm going to be honest with you, than than my wife. Oh yeah. Um, it's more of the, it's like, it's like, I don't know. It's just kind of, it's kind of, it's not, it's a sanitary measure. It is something I appreciate doing and the look of it and the neatness of it and the cleanliness of it. Um, mama and dad, if you're listening, oh, well, um, but like this, (laughs) you know, this may be TMI, but no, it's just. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's hygiene for me. And to, mm-hmm. and when I, there, when there are times where I, you know, let it grow out, I'm like, all right, all right, Josh, you can you know, go time. real bush. It's time. You know, the tree looks taller when the grass is cut. Glory <laughs> to God. Uh, would you ever get your butt cheeks waxed? Would I? Huh? Um. Like the inner, the inner, inner, inner parts. Uh, would I ever do it? I, Yes, I don't know okay. what would prompt me to do it. <laughs> um, because again, I'm not hairy, so right, that's not really a thing mm-hmm. for me. Um, right. but if for whatever reason, I've never been to, I've always, I've considered going to get a wax. I told Ashley to go mm-hmm. as a couple. She's like, no. Um, <laughs> but if I did go, I'm just, gonna, I'm gonna go for the full, the full thing. We're here now. We might as well. Might as well do it. And, 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 and just pull it all at one time. Don't do that. Don't do the... Uh, see, that's what a 40-year-old version messed up. Don't do two, three <laughs> strips at a time. Lather me up and just snatch them all. Because if it's once it's stuck on there, it got to come off. So just mm-hmm. snatch them all off. Um, but as we give it to wrap this up, bro, I think, you know, hopefully to some of the brothers who are listening, this has been helpful. Um, that you should not feel ashamed of Mm-mm. really taking care of yourself, taking care of your skin, washing your hair more than once a month, you know, mm-hmm. trimming your nails, going to get a manicure, pedicure, getting um, facials and, you know, um, taking care of your skin and washing yourself thoroughly and manscaping even, right? I think your partner would enjoy you more if you were manscaped and trimmed. I just believe it would enhance all of the things. So, Brian, mm-hmm. as we wrap up, do you have any product recommendations that you would offer? Um, considering we're not promoting anybody, specifically we're not sponsored yet, but um, not yet. any any product recommendations you want to offer to the people? Uh, I definitely use Scotch Porter, like all the stuff. All that stuff works. Thank God, that's what the launch. She actually bought it for me. Uh, Scotch Porter, um... I'm from the, uh, juices and berries. I use that for my hair. Uh, that's the name of it. Juices and berries. I was say, is it literally uh, called juices and berries? It's legit called juices and berries. Like it's a, a product called juices and berries. It's black owned. It smells really great. It definitely smells like juices and berries. And I low key bought it um, because of the you know it was named after you know you know the movie uh, and not named after the movie, but it was you know coming to America. Um, so that's how I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm gonna do Scotch Porter, juices and berries. And just good old fashioned soap. That works. Okay. What about you? What soap do you use? I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna get in your business. Uh, what is your body I wash use... choice? Or do you use a bar? I currently use a bar. I like because my I have sensitive skin, so I have to use like a hypoallergenic, um, 
bar. Look I think at you, it's like old Trader Joe's hole. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, 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 what happened is one time I I try to use anything like scented, like a cologne based type. So you can't do that um, bad the body work stuff. Nah, I remember one time like I used. Remember, Axe was like a thing. I do, um, but I, it never was a thing for me, and I'm ashamed I, that you it was like, a thing for you. It wasn't a thing for me. Like it, it, it came out. It was when Axe came out, and everybody was using it. And they came out with the Axe body wash, and I used it, bro. I broke out in hives. It was like the worst thing in the world. Um, but I have really sensitive skin. I, I'm, I'm allergic to spray starch, like all really? those things. Okay. Yeah. So I have to use hyperallergenic soap. So it has to be like non-scented, non-extra chemical stuff like that. Uh, to make sure my skin is nice and, you know, taken care of. Um, but yeah, I use a bar, but it's uh, uh, a nice, nice hypoallergenic, hypoallergenic, hypo or hyper, hypo, hypoallergenic. Mm-hmm. All the yep. things, all those things. Gotcha. Cool. Um, for me, I currently use Dove um, mm-hmm. Man's Plus Care Body Wash. I was using. Um, the Bath and Bottle Works line, shout out to um, Ocean, shout out to um, the bourbon smell that I really love. <laughs> but what was happening was that stuff has a lot of perfume and stuff in it. And because mm-hmm. I work out so often, which means I shower um, probably mm-hmm. more than a normal person, um, it was it was drying my skin out really bad. I, I suffer from dry Makes skin. Sense. Um, I have dry skin, like neck down and, you know, face up. My skin is kind of, my face is kind of oily. Um, mm-hmm. But it was drying my skin out really bad. So much so to where, bro, I could moisturize and then like sit on the couch and my back would be itching, feeling like it's just dry. Like wow. my skin was dried out. So I had wow. to stop that and start using Dove. Now I still use like the Bath and Body Works lotion sometimes for the scents. I use some of their body sprays when I don't feel like using my good colognes. And stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, so I enjoy their sense. It doesn't bother me. I just couldn't use the soap as my main source of like wash. Um, mm-hmm. I think what I could do is I could incorporate it. Like if I go on a vacation or something, it's probably something mm-hmm. I could do. Like, you know, if I showered that morning with my dove and, you know, before we went out, because I'm the kind of guy, if we going out to like out, out, I'm going to shower again before I put on my good clothes. Makes sense. That's just the dude. I, that's just who I am. Um, mm-hmm. So I can see myself like, you know, doing a Bath and Body Works type thing, you know, for extra, you know, because I'm a, I enjoy smells on, you know, mm-hmm. on, on people. I want my woman to smell good. I enjoy the people around me to smell good. Um, not that I'm going to be sniffing you, but like, I, I hate body odors. So I see all that to say <laughs> that I'm going to do all the things that I can do to smell good as well. Um, so Dove, definitely. I use Fenty Skin. I talked about it. But I also enjoy Kiehl's brand. Uh, Everyday, no, Everyday Jack isn't what I'm thinking of. It's blue. It's in a blue and black bottle. I can't remember the, the brand right now, but they have really good moisturizers and cleansers as well. Um, I actually use a hand repairing cream um, okay. by that same company. I'm going to look it up, and I'll report back next week on what it is. Um, but they do really good. Neutrogena has a excuse me, a really good um, uh, moisturizer that's like... Um, Skin toning and perfecting and all that different mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I still use my cocoa butter, you know, in times. Um, mm-hmm. So Palmer, shout out to them. And as far as colognes, my product, I, I am um, Gucci Guilty is what I use. And uh-huh. Bulgari Blue, um, Dolce & Gabbana Light Blue 
are my my top three choices. And I'm um I got my eye on um the Eve Saint Laurent um is what I want in Chanel for men as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, that's pretty much the products that I would recommend in terms of hair. I use, um, design elements, um, foaming curl stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, my barber uses it. So I use it. Um, I use Miel Organics. I use, oh yeah, definitely. Um, you know, the things I have to wash my hair to condition my hair. Yep. Mm -hmm. All the different types of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I want to try pattern and whatever Tracy Ellis Ross thing is because I have curly hair. Um, coarse curly hair, so I want to be able to try that soon too. Um, but those are the things. Um, oh, and in terms of manscaping, I use uh, the manscape trimmer, and they have their they have a ball deodorant, and I use that every morning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, keep them things fresh. <laughs> and before there do. was a ball deodorant, I you know I had my ways of keeping it fresh that that was not baby powder because you know you didn't throw no baby powder down there. Chafing and chalky stuff, I just was not a fan of. No, thank you. Um, so no, basically, what I did was I used to do a combination of like a body oil plus like a scented lotion, and that was my combination down there before I started using the um, the testicle deodorant. Um, and that was just because you know I, I don't like bad smells. So like in the summertime, mm-hmm. I grew up in the South. You go to pee, you whip that thing out, and you're like, woof. You know, it's all Ooh. sweaty. It smells like sweaty balls. Yeah, I don't want that. So, you know, I used to, no, I've always taken care of myself in that way to where I am um, smelling good and, you know, got all the things going. Um, before we completely wrap it up, bro, anything you want to add to this whole grooming piece and talk through and encourage brothers on uh, or so encourage women to tell their brothers to think through? Yeah. Um, ladies, one, if you feel like your man can do better, like, let them know. Um, brothers, uh, don't think any less of yourself. You you owe it to your body. You only get one body. That's good. Uh, so you, you owe well. it to your body. You owe it to your body. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your body. God gave it the body to do um great things with. So take care of it if you can. Um, and do all the things you deserve. It. You deserve to be pampered. You deserve to be uh to look good, feel good, smell good, all those things. And people sell it. It's it's out there. So that means you should be using it. Uh, what about you, Josh? Um, I don't have anything to add, bro. I, I agree with all of that. So now that that has been said, understood, and accepted, I think this gives us a right to kind of skip black man self-care. I am our brother's keeper because we pretty much talked about taking care of ourselves. So we did. That is the ways. Those are the ways in which we're going to take care of ourselves and implement self-care. So, um, Brian, do we have anything in that regard in the PO box? You want to go ahead on over there? Uh, let me give it a look. See, and I'll let you know. Okay. But let's head over to the PO box while I'm looking. All right, let's do it. Welcome, folks, to the post office box. You know what it is. This is where you're able to write in your questions and your comments. And as always, you can submit your question, your comment to okay. askthejigsaw at gmail.com. And uh-huh. we will possibly read your letter out loud, give you a synonym, and give you the best advice or comments that we are able to give. Brian, what do we yes. have this week, brother? Uh, we actually have two things in here. Okay. We have an update and we have something new. So we want to start with the new or the update. Um, let's go with the update. All right. Sounds good. Let's do that. And let me read it here. And it says, uh, hey guys, you all calling me Shatrika 
during the show and my last name was McGillicuddy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, what was Josh thinking? <laughs> Brian, how do you deal? I don't know. Shatrika, I don't know. Uh, anyway, I want to update you all on my on my friend who refused to take her boyfriend's last name. Long story short, she took oh, us through. I remember through all- you. I remember you. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Long story short, she took us through all that drama just to say that she will hyphenate it. This is why I don't usually help out white folks. All that mess, and she gonna oh, put wait a minute. A- <laughs> She said, I don't help our white folks for this, for this very reason. This is why I don't help our white folks. <laughs> for this people. very reason. And that mess, and, and I said, all that mess, and she's just going to put a dash. Girl, I'm going to <laughs> mind my black business because clearly helping the whites is a mute point. Love y'all. Love the show. Oh, and feel free to read her for filth for wasting me and your time. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Oh, shouts um, out yeah. to Shatrika, Shatarika, whoever you were, McGillicuddy. Um, and I think you're right. Now, let me, let's talk. This, let's talk about this girl. Talk I think it. she she did all of that probably just to assert her femininity. Cloud chasing. I think that's really what it was. Cloud chasing. It was really the fact of like, you know what? I'm a woman. It's 2021. I'm a doctor. He should take my last name, and I'm not going to stand for. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. I, I get the fact of like, this is 2021. If it, you assert your femininity, your power, uh, all that stuff. But if you're just doing all that just to just try to, you know, put on for the people, like, don't do that. Like, come on. Come on now. Let's not let's not go there. Bro, I completely agree. And like, and, and I am one that if if that if you felt so um I don't know, if you were if you were ten toes down on that, then I what changed within a week or so that you was like, you know, we're just going to hyphenate it. You did all this drama. You were so matter of fact, what you were not going to do. And now all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying? You ain't tripping no more. But whatever. Best of luck to y'all in y'all marriage. May y'all have, you know, little white kids um, who are not systematically um, bought into systems that push white supremacy. That is my prayer for your children. All right, Brian. So now to the new letter. <laughs> to the new letter. We do have a new letter and the pronouns. Are you ready? I'm ready. Pronouns are he, him. Mm, do we want we want to go regular? Or do you want a strong black name? Joshua, come on now. We you know by now. Tell me what you want, we, brother. We love a good strong black name on the Jigsaw Podcast. Okay. Um. Ella J. Washington. Ella J. Washington. Mm-hmm. Ella J. So his, his, like, his mama name was Ella. But mm-hmm. you know, he came, he was a boy. Mm-hmm. They didn't have they, they didn't do that uh that monogram stuff. Mm-hmm. Sonogram, whatever. What is it called? Synonym. Mm-hmm. What is it? All the things. All the things. <laughs> they do they do all those things where they uh, put down what it's what is it what is it is it, not a, not a hyphen I've been drinking too much. Um, what's the thing called when you do two name two initials initials? What is it called? I don't know what you're trying to say. What you're trying to say? The, the wine hit me. Okay, so what is what is it called when you put like for instance we know it's my name CJ. Uh huh. What is it called when you can take, we use like, another one? Okay. Um, I don't like the AJ. I don't know. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> So, what do you could call it when you put like 
the M and the or the A and the J together. It's a it's been long. It's a long day. I don't um, know, bro. What did that call? I don't know. What it's it's neither you know, Washington. L <laughs> <L-J> Washington. <laughs> <laughs> All right, L L J Washington. That's what they said. All right, Josh and Brian. Hope you all hope you boys are good. I'm graduating soon. Shout out to me. Shout out to you for graduating. Uh, due to COVID, my school has only given us five tickets. When I first entered college, I imagined my entire family being able to be in the room with me. Clearly, they can't, and I'm faced with a dilemma. I have to not only choose just five people, but I have a girlfriend that I want to give a ticket to. But who do I cut from my family list? We have been together about three years, so she she's been with me most of my undergrad experience. She's mad special to me. And I really want her to be there. I can't imagine denying her access to the special occasion, but I also can't imagine cutting a sibling or a cousin for her spot. Then what about my childhood friends? Jesus, what do I do? I need your perspective. Would you give your girlfriend a ticket or would you keep it all in the family and special friends? Appreciate y'all and enjoy the show more than you know. Ella J., Washington. You want to go first time really quick? Um, this is stupid. Um, <laughs> your mama, your daddy, your sister, your brother. Man, like I said, this is like, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on now. Like, uh, no, I, I agree to a certain extent. It's like, it's graduation. Yes, she's mm-hmm. your girlfriend, but she's not your wife. And if she right, can't like understand that your right, if she can understand that your mama, your dad, or your siblings, you said siblings, right? You only got five yeah, tickets, which means also possibly a grandparent if they're living, a right. close uncle. You talked about close for childhood friend, like yeah, you my girlfriend through years, but if I got a homeboy who was like we've been kicking this since the sandbox, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you know what I'm saying? So like that's a yeah. tough five. So unless you are literally about to propose after graduation, something like that. Right. I don't really she can stay at home. She can stay at home, and you can the way that she can participate is helping you plan out your celebration. Yeah, um, at this point, while everybody's at the graduation, she could be somewhere setting up the after party, making sure yes. everything is taken care of. Yes, and making sure that she's in charge of the Zoom graduation. So sending out the link so everybody mm-hmm. can see it. Like you know, what I'm saying like she can own her part and still support you, but you know she has to understand that your mom, your dad, your siblings, your grandparents, or whoever, like you say, special friend, like I got people in my family who are not my relatives, but we grew up like cousins and aunties. So that's my cousin and my auntie for all intents and purposes. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a no-brainer. Your girlfriend don't go. Yeah. Yeah, it's your girlfriend. Like, if it's your wife, your fiance, maybe, but your girlfriend, like, And I get it, y'all been together three years, but like Brian said, you can break up tomorrow. Because you didn't say she wifey. All you said was you love her, you care about her, which is cool, but you didn't really give us any indication that, you know, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with her. Um, And a lot of times, college college sweethearts do manifest into wives and husbands and partners, but sometimes they don't. And, you know, if you're going to get a master's, then that's that's her time to shine. Right. Y'all might be married by then. Y'all yeah. been together three years, two more years for your master's program. That's five years. Y'all might get married by then. then there she goes. There she goes. She got a spot. She got a somebody may, somebody Grandma may die, and then there goes her spot, right? Mm-hmm. Grand uncle may die. Somebody may catch COVID and be out of here. We don't know. Listen, but, cause, cause, 
they, they've been flying out of here so They've been quick. flying out of the folk down who ain't never died before. So, ain't, ain't, you know, and we don't wish death on anyone. We just saying. Nobody. They give us some time. Enjoy. Don't allow this to cloud the beauty of this moment in graduation. Right. That's all I'm going to say. Right. Because, and, and, and last point, like you said, like people literally. So, y'all been together three years. Yeah. Okay. College is a minimum of four years unless you're, you know, you go through quick. Right. Which means there are people that, that, that deserve to be at their graduation. Yeah. Right. People that have started with you from kindergarten and high school and pushed you in, were there when you got accepted into the college, were sending you money and were taking care of you and supporting you while you were in college. She's only been here three years. She ain't even been here your whole college, your whole college um, experience. So, like, nah, nah, fam. Your mommy and daddy, your brothers and sisters, and she can sit at the house and wait for you to get there. And um, that's a wrap. Cause I ain't got nothing else to say. So, Brian, greater conversation. Yep. You ready for that? Let's do it. We got some folks to talk about. Okay, let's do it. Let me talk. Let me talk. All right, we are here at the greater conversation where we get some stuff off of our chest, and folks have been acting crazy. So I'm sure you got something. I got something, Josh. Do you want to go first? Um, I actually don't have anything. This week. I mean, I have something, nothing. but. I'm sure I could have something, but nothing. It's been a long day. So mm-hmm. I am going to relinquish my spot and give the floor all over to you. The mic is yours, brother. The mic is yours. All right. Uh, I'm going to keep it quick. This is really toward all of those folks in political power. Um, one, the folks that said that the United States is not racist, though that's the Democrats and Republicans that oh, said that. Oh, Kamala, she said it too. She said it. Um, oh. So... Think about this. We we consider, and this is I have two things. We consider the Bible, the good book that we believe, right? It's yeah, the only know, infallible written word of God. <laughs> the only infallible written word of God. We believe the Bible to be the only infallible. Written word of God. That's what that's what we was taught. <laughs> so we were taught. We grew up. Uh, um, but okay, think about this though. The fact that we believe in according to the word of God, it says that you know a tree by the fruit that it bears. Mm-hmm. Okay, racism is always rearing its ugly head in these United States of America, right? So we do know that, you know, if it was rooted in racism, right? If it's rooted in racism, it's going to sprout a tree of racism, right? Yeah. On top of that, we literally had four different politicians who recently are saying things like, you know, um, three-fifths compromise was a means by the South to try to find ways to you know, in slavery, it's just all kind of random stuff. Mitch McConnell was saying stuff and one dude was making jokes about, you know, lynching and how his last name was Lynch and how he's talking about racism and slavery right now. You know, he's the the appropriate person to talk about that. We literally have so many examples of America doing what America does and America is just a racist country. And it's not the fact that, you know, it's the, the I think the thing is that the United States needs to just understand that and they say, now what can we do to be a better nation? Right. Mm -hmm. One of those things right now, in addition to that, you see that the 1619, um, the historical uh, educational program that they're working on right now, where a lot of people are coming out saying that they don't want to hear critical race theory, all those things. White folks are at these uh, at these student count, not student council, school board meetings talking about they don't want the kids learning about race, critical race theory. And the idea of critical race theory is not necessarily making white kids feel bad about themselves. It's really understanding and combating the idea of what racism in the United States means, right? It's not to meant to make white folks feel bad about themselves. It's just to let them know that there is a certain level of supremacy 
and not supremacy, but the United States was based off of a level of white supremacy. Yes. And there's a lot of systemic racism. And you as a person, um, it, as a person uh, of European descent, I'm going to use that term, you want to be in the place where you're not continuing um, with the systemic racism and sometimes really showing you how um, you can be doing something without even knowing it. Right. And if you did undergrad, Josh, I'm sure you took some type of course regarding unbiased thinking and unbiased thought process and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And oftentimes folks that are racist don't even know that they're racist. They were just either upbringing or stereotypes or television, all these things in these, this education is really to show people um, how you can act and, and be in certain situations and, 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 and be doing racist things, right. Yeah. Um, or walking and acting in white supremacy or in, or in, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, continuing um, white supremacy, systemic racism. That's all the people are trying to teach and understand. But you know, it's it's what I find that's so interesting, so funny, is that the reason why you know the critical race theory is a thing that needs to be taught is because so many people um, uh, of the opposite persuasion, Caucasians, um, are actually fighting the idea of having conversations about it right mm-hmm. um, Mitch McConnell talked about this only important dates in history um, isn't about slavery that's that's the thing that's important declaration of independence is important the civil war is important all those things but all that within that there slavery was there the United States was built off of that the thing we need to understand is to peel all these la- in order to get better and Josh as a person that goes to therapy all the time you understand this unpacking all of those things and all of those things even look ugly and disgusting and nasty. Once you pull all of those things out, then that's where you can reconcile and get better by just pulling everything out and acknowledging it and then going from there. And I think that's where a lot of things in the United States just don't go well because white folks just don't want to acknowledge that it existed. It was a real thing, but now how do we move on from that? Okay. So that's it. That's my great conversation. And, um, this has been another episode of the Jigsaw podcast. We appreciate y'all for listening. Um, you all are amazing. Please check out yes. all our social media pages. Thank y'all so Podcast. much for listening. As we always, appreciate y'all. we appreciate you. We appreciate it. Um, Jigsaw Podcast at Instagram, Facebook pages. Follow Josh at I am Josh Rogers. Yeah. Follow me at I am Brian Hare. Check out the website, uh, thejigsawpodcast.com. Um, please do us a favor and go to all the different places, the Spotify, the Pandora's, the Apple podcast, all those great places. And make sure you leave a, uh, five stars and a comment, five stars or nothing at all. Nothing okay? at all. Or nothing at all. Please share, like, subscribe, all those things. Uh, last week, I really supported the last episode. So go back and listen to that and listen yeah. to all the other episodes that you have not ever heard. And listen. thanks to Kevin Fredericks for coming through, friend of the Thank podcast, you. friend of real life for coming and bless the mic. You, you know, you killed it. It was a great show. Great episode. Great show. So please go back there and listen to all those things. And before we close out and love on our moms this weekend, Josh, tell the people what they need to do. Shave your balls. Wash them between your butt cracks. And, you know, that's all a part of not getting your work on, you know, not getting college work undone. Because that's what it's all about. So all you can do is do what you can while you can, the best ways that you can, <laughs> with, you know, you know, pleasantly smell testicles and clean booty holes. Good night. Bread some cheeks. Good night. We love y'all. See y'all next week. (laughs) Bless you.